0: What is going on, everyone? Welcome back once again to the VOV Network, where great things are always happening. My name is Brian Murray, and uh, welcome to our live stream here on Saturday. We have a very exciting show for you because we're doing something new and different we've never done before. So please stick around, uh, check it out, as because uh, it's going to be a, a, a very dynamic day that we're getting into. Bridget, how are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm doing great. I'm excited about this new thing. I'm excited about this new thing.
0: Yes, same here, same here. So again, welcome to the VOV Network. Uh, I am Brian Murray. I'm joined here with my co-host, Bridget, from Building Bridges Mentorship and Outreach. And we are going to continue this as part two of our previous session, where we got into talking about mental bandwidth. And in the previous session, we really were sharing what mental bandwidth is all about, uh, talk some ways to identify, you know, where you are on a scale of your strength uh, dealing with mental bandwidth, And then maybe some ways to go about increasing it, if that's something that you really need to focus in on. This session kind of picks up where that session left off, because what we're going to really dive deeply into today, which is really where all of the difference really is made, and that is the action piece of it. Now that you understand it, we've identified it, you see where the gaps or the deltas may be, now you have to figure out, okay, what do I do about that? So we're going to get focused in on a plan of action, very specific, very detailed, what that'll look like. So you can start moving your way down that road of creating a stronger, more resilient uh, mental bandwidth so that the world doesn't seem to overwhelm you. That's what we're going to get into today. Stick around. Let's check it out. So, Bridget, uh, how about you share a little bit about uh, where we are with this process and why we felt having a follow on part two was going to be of value to everybody?
1: Um, Well, you know, in our prior session, we talked about what is mental bandwidth. Right. And the ways that we can strengthen our mental bandwidth. So and then we had some audience that chime in and come in about what they do um, and what would be what, what they saw that was working for them. And so we came up with the next part, too, as a plan of action, so we can share our, our actions. Um, our guests sure can share theirs as well. And then our, our audience can come in and kind of, if they were on there before, repeat what they said or see if those plan of actions are working for them. And we said we would talk about that a lot later. But I believe that it is so pivotal um, in tuning in to that right channel. Right. Of your mental mm-hmm. bandwidth and, you know, same with the, the capacity of frequency that you're able to hold, you know, in order to show up as your best self. Um, mm-hmm. so um, we have to come up with an action plan to remove the, the static, so mm-hmm. to speak, um, to show up for ourselves and for others um, from a place of strength, from a place of clarity.
0: Absolutely, you know, and I, I love the way you know we put that as our as our topic. You know, get tuned in to the right channel, and you know, making sure that you are. And the reason we use that is, as we walk through this today, definitely take this from the standpoint and understand that it's your plan. Don't don't look at our plan and say, okay, I need to take Bridget's plan or Brian's plan and implement that, that in my life, because we're all on different journeys. And that's why we use the term channel, because your channel is going to be different from my channel. And then again, different from Bridget's channel as as we work our way through this. So absorb this information uh, and then try to restructure it and put it back into a way that fits your life, your world, the dynamics that you have going on. Because that's, that's what it's really all about. That's that's where it's going to have the impact and make the difference you need it to because you have taken the information and essentially adjusted it and tweaked it in a way that's going to work in the, in the dynamics of your life and your lifestyle and all of the different things that you may have going on that are obviously going to be different from each and every other individual that's out there. So that that's a key component to it. And then the last thing that I want to also just chime in and and say, you know, if you uh, have comments, if you have questions, anything like that, as we go through the session, definitely type those in because we want to make this as interactive and engaging as possible. So please share your thoughts. Please share your comments. We'll we'll answer your questions or respond to your thoughts and and comments that you put out there, because I think it's important that we share as much as we possibly can within our community here at VOV. Uh, to help support and and grow each other. And that, that that's the objective of, of everything that we're doing.
1: Yeah, And the aspect of sharing, if you're on Facebook Live right now, hit that share button. Share this knowledge yeah. with your friends and your family as well. While, before you even get comfortable in the conversation, share that with someone else.
0: Absolutely. And then, as I mentioned at the beginning of this, uh, do something totally new, totally different today for uh, from a VOV live stream standpoint. And that is we are actually having... Uh, two additional guests join us today. So there are going to be four people involved in today's session. We're all going to share our perspectives on mental bandwidth, some of our personal history and challenges we might have had with it, and then also give you some tidbits off of our individual action plans and why we came up with the things that we did and and how we intend to use them to better our own uh, mind space and capacity and, and keep ourselves tuned into the right channel. So that said, I'm actually going to bring them into the session and we'll introduce and and have them share and uh, join what's going on today. Well, welcome, guys. Hello. So we have Shantae and Chris joining us this morning, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Uh, That way you get a feel for who they are and, and, and why they wanted to join and We'll do ladies first. So Shantae, if you'll, if you'll uh, say hello to everybody.
2: Yeah, thanks, Brian. Hi, everyone. I am Shantae Hollins. I am the CEO of Shantology Speaks. I am Shantology Speaks in business form, but I am a certified master life coach and a um, growth and transformation expert. My mission is to help men and women transform their lives in the way that I think is the most sustainable, and that's from the inside out. So I'm really excited about this topic, and I appreciate Brian and, and mm-hmm. Bridget for allowing me to be here to share because mental bandwidth is 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 everything. That's where it starts mm-hmm. in the mind. So I look mm-hmm. forward to this conversation.
1: Great, it's our pleasure to have you.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Chris, you wanna go ahead
1: and introduce yourself?
3: Hi, I'm Christopher Black. I'm the president, and CEO of a company called Command Network Solutions out here in Honolulu, Hawaii. Uh, we're a uh, we, we provide support for uh, companies with that have uh, network issues, um, security issues, anything anything that's wired or wireless. Um, and I'm also the new general manager for a local uh, burger. Burger establishment that's on the rise out here. Um, one of the things that I really love about what I do is, uh, and Brian and I have talked about this gazillion times over, is um, I'm at a stage, of, we're at a stage in our lives where we're trying to give the knowledge back. So mm-hmm. I'm fortunate, and it's it's a double-edged sword, but getting a chance to work with younger people, you know what I mean, trying to get younger people's ear uh, which is, which we all know is that because we all have kids, I'm sure that that's the trick is to get those mm-hmm. young people because they're so smart. I mean, the kids are so smart today and they have, you know, unlike when we grew up, the information just comes to their hand. We had to go mm-hmm. out and find that information. Um, so you, you can imagine what that does with young people because they think they know it all, all of a sudden. Well, I'm here <laughs> to tell you that you don't know it all. Uh, <laughs> uh, quick caveat, I'm, I've got a, a 30-something daughter that I'm dealing with right now and her up and down life, life that she's living. So, but, um, and it's a challenge every day Mm -hmm. I am enjoy, but I genuinely enjoy working with these young folks, especially when I could see that I've made you know, I, when I point across, I mean, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's, you only get one point across one day, but the fact that I get that means a lot to me, you know what I mean? It really does. You know, if you yeah, get, as I said, you can only affect one life, then you did something good. And you have to you have to put it on that level. You know, what I mean, yep. you, know, you, do. you can't, yeah, I, can't I can't cure. I can't cure everybody. But if I get <laughs> one along the way, one turns into two, two turns into three and so on and so forth. So that's kind of one of my mission statements today with my life. And it fulfills me and it gives me a lot of energy and it helps with my mental bandwidth. So anyway, possible.
0: Well, Chris, thanks for joining, thanks for sharing that, and uh, we're going to move forward. So we're going to bring in and we're going to share some information with you and actually walk through a sample of an action plan so you can get an actual hands-on visual of what that may look like, and we're going to talk our way through that. So I'm going to go ahead and pull that into the session now, and we'll all um, chime in and and share what we want to share. Uh, As we said, mental bandwidth, we're talking about getting tuned into the right channel, why that's important, and again, why we say that is each individual's channel may be a little bit different. So getting tuned into your specific channel, that's really gonna be most beneficial to you is is the objective of what we're trying to get done today. Before we go forward, I do wanna go back just really quickly and talk about um, where we kinda left off from the last session, just from what mental bandwidth is all about. Um, and his, this goes back to a chart that I had as part of the previous session, and really they're just talking about um, all of the different things that impact you day to day, week to week, month to month as you go through your life. And you've got, you know, emotional things coming in. You've got mentally challenging things coming in. And think of it as I said, like a funnel. That funnel is getting full, but that funnel also has a bottleneck because the top is obviously much larger than the bottom piece of the funnel. Uh, and that's that choke point. That's what I put it here, kind of highlighted in red, to say, you know, that's that point of feeling uh, that you're overwhelmed. There's too much coming in. You can't process your way through it. It's challenging to your, your mind, your body, and your spirit. Uh, and you can actually only manage so much, your true capacity. So what this action plan is geared t- to do is to do one of two things, either increase your capacity, meaning what you can actually process through because what's going in, it just is what it is, mm-hmm. or figuring out maybe how to pare down what's actually going in the top. So actually make the top smaller so that there, the the gap between how much is going in and that, that that point where it's just squeezed so tight, it's much narrower. That way you can actually manage it a little bit better. So, so the, the funnel looking like this, the funnel right. maybe looks like this and becomes right. more manageable. So that's the review i wanted to get back into before we move forward so let's jump into the the actual slide so plan of action you know to channel your mental bandwidth so again okay, get a channel get it focused in uh and i always kind of focus on this and said you know what i think of this kind of like a um a garden and uh, you, you get you got a new plot of grass out there or actually in this case dirt nothing in it there's absolutely nothing planted in the garden you just went out make sure all of the weeds are gone soil is healthy it's all fertile it's ready to grow whatever you want to plant in it so think of this action plan in that very same way it's like fresh dirt you can plant anything in it you want so the questions then become what do you plant or put into your plan your garden that are going to help you continue to grow and cultivate a stronger more capable mental bandwidth so as we go through this, you will see that the recurring theme that we use is cultivate, which again, ties back to garden. You're cultivating the, the garden, you're growing, whatever it is you're growing. So the first bullet point that we wanna talk about is, what are you gonna do that's gonna help cultivate trust, faith, and belief? And we put an example on, and then we all of us are gonna kind of talk through this and share some of the things from a personal experience uh, that we have that fits this category. But the example is here, Um, exercise the belief of knowing that I'm made of strength and struggle, right? And that's a really interesting thing because that's a paradox, right? You're talking about strength on one side, but you're talking about struggle on the other.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And what
0: what you're doing there is you're saying, you know what? I am made of both. I know that I have to have strength, but I also know that there are going to be struggles. And I've got to figure out how to, there's never really going to be a balance of those two. But you just have to figure out how to navigate your way through both sides of that, keep and maintain and and have that strength, but also deal with the struggles that also come along with just life in general. And know that that's not just what you're made of, but that's what life is made of and be able to have the mental bandwidth and the capacity to continue to work your way through it. Team, what, what thoughts do you have on that?
1: Well, I'll just go and just talk about my plan of action um, in terms of um, trust and, and, and faith and belief. So one thing that I do in exercise a belief in faith is speak affirmations of faith and positive words um, and meditate on positive outcome that I want to transpire in my life so, um, also, so that we know that we are this, and we've talked about this, we are the sum of all of our experiences, all of our life experiences, right? And mm-hmm. through every struggle that I have faced, um, I've gained strength. And that's in so many areas of my life, right? And so, those struggle strength, struggle strength experience um, have shaped the person I am today and it will. Continue to shape the person that I am or would become, you know, as I face future future struggles. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Also, I said before, um, I've adopted the Serenity Prayer, and <laughs> yes. that prayer—I mean, yes. it basically just asks for strength, courage, and wisdom. Right. So that's right. one of my strategies. Um, and guess what's your input,
0: Shantae? Chris, anything to add?
2: Sure. My thought... um, Oh, sorry, Chris. No, no, no. Go
3: ahead. Go ahead. ahead.
2: My thought, um, I I agree with what's been said. Just to add something a little bit different, um, part of my plan is to give myself permission to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Um, Trust and faith and belief all require a level of risk, right? You you know, you're Mm -hmm. believing in something, you're trusting something, you're having faith in something, and you don't know the outcome. And so vulnerability for me personally, is a little difficult because I like to plan, I plan everything. I wanna know how to start, what it's going to look like in the middle, how it's going to, to finish, but I can't be that and trust and have faith and believe in the same time. So I give myself permission to be vulnerable, to allow God to come in and do whatever he wants to do in my life. So vulnerability, and risk really jumped out at me when I when I was thinking about how to cultivate those three three things.
0: Absolutely, thank you. That's thank you. that's that's powerful, actually. That that's is powerful. powerful. Yeah, thank you, Chris. What did you want to chime in on that? Well, I want to really focus on this uh, strength, this
3: struggle versus strength. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly believe that you develop strength through struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of this equation, there's a there's obviously a lot of layers to this. Obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. one of the things is understanding who you are and what's important to you. Um, I think that's huge because what happens is one of the things that that my folks told me coming up was people like seeing you where they like seeing you Mm. in the moment. A lot of us are are obviously we're, we're mold break. We're mold breakers. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people struggle with the idea of breaking a mold because society has told us where they want us to be, especially at, you know, who we are, you know, POCs, people of color. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I think you have to a be honest about it: um, who you are, what you're about, what you want. Um, it, it, sprinkle in the, the the power to say no. You know, what I mean, that's something. That I'm, I'm a I'm a recovering people pleaser. Okay, so let me <laughs> we, put that as am I?
1: As am I'm in recovery. All right, <laughs> yeah, we're so, all in
3: recovery. Yeah. So you know, so what I have done is. Like I said, and there's all. I mean, there's struggle at every turn. I mean, when you, you know, when someone approaches you, like I, you know, we were ta- you guys were talking about this early, and when someone approaches you and says, "Hey, I want you to do this for me," or you know, or you know, and a lot of it's it's good stuff, but it's like, no, that, no, that doesn't work for me today. You know what I mean? Yeah. And being comfortable with saying that. The power that about, of no. The power. Yeah. Of but, you know, and and I, I don't know about you folks, but my thing is, you wonder if you're offending someone. And, and it shouldn't be a consideration, but it is, you know what I mean? Mm. It's like, I've got this group of young people I'm working with now. And, I, and I, I'm very strong with with my beliefs. I'm very strong with what I've been tasked to do with this organization. And I that's that's kind of my struggle. Even though I know that what we're trying to do is absolutely wonderful, I struggle with that speed bump, that emotional speed bump that says, are they going to accept what I'm trying to bring to the table? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's the mm-hmm. daily, hourly, you know, thing that I that I deal with, and what I've what I found is um, just in my general everyday movements, regardless of whether it's personal or professional, it's being consistent in my behavior and thought and message that I'm delivering. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've been taught that consistency pays, so yeah. you know. Um, I just try to do that. And we, like I said, is you guys have a lot of great, I I don't, I'm not being, uh, condescending to the the process, but cultivate, enhance and preserve are are really at the heart of a lot of this. Um, -hmm. uh, so what else? Um, the other thing is to do that that I've been trying to do is develop, um, mental energy reserves. Mm-hmm. So we talk about that mental bandwidth, but you also have to create energy reserves within that mental bandwidth so you can lean back on. That yeah, time. Mm-hmm. you know
0: what I mean. Yeah, yep. Um, we'll, the- that comes in a little bit later too. When we're talking yeah. about a couple of different things, uh, the the rest and play piece, as well as the calmness and stillness. So hold on to that one. We'll bring that okay. into. I got that some. Way, I got little some little more way. for
3: that too. So.
0: I'm sure you do. <laughs> 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 so, jumping forward, then Bridget, you want to talk about resilience?
1: Create a self-reflection day um, to stay uh, mindful about your my behavior, and I'm just going to go into what I what I do, my plan of action for um, creating a resilient spirit. So what that looks like for me is planning some self-reflection time. Okay. Mm -hmm. And to reflect, to resolve, to restore, um, and and really to resolve some heavy emotions that I tend to cover up, um, Mm -hmm. or the numbing behavior that I display as a result of those hard emotions. Right. And so, what to, to cultivate a resilient spirit for me looks like I need to lean in into those discomfort, uh, those uncomfortable conversations and that discomfort and deal with it. On the flip side of that though, I reflect on the positive energy that I'm storing just like as, as Chris was talking about, um, I reflect on the positive, the positive energy that I'm restoring and that kind of creates um, that kind of cultivates my resilience as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I um, cultivate those positive energies. Another thing I'm learning to do, and this has been really hard for me, is feel my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last nine months, um, and I'm being very transparent, I've experienced some losses, um, some major disappointments, um, some difficulties um, setting boundaries, and I really had not felt my feelings, right? Um, as you know, this will be my first uh, Mother's Day without my mom. And so mm-hmm. I've had to deal with the prior holidays as well and kind of push through that. And I, as a defense mechanism, I was dealing with it with business, mm-hmm. you know, going out, shopping, eating, eating. Um, eating. So... I'm learning to feel the feelings, um, whatever feelings those are, whether they are some negative emotions or positive. I'm learning to to sit with those feelings for a while and process process them, um, so that I can move on, you know, to a place of peace. Um, so that's my strategy for cultivating a resilience uh, spirit.
0: Yeah, and that, and that that's that's huge when you know when you you say that and you share that because that's the biggest piece, I think, of the resiliency because I had a note for myself and it, it's re- revolving around uh, the self-reflection piece of it, right? L- looking back at, at self and and that is where I try to go to find that strength to be resilient, right? To dig within, right? And, and focus in that direction. Um, so I can completely relate because a lot of that is tied to your, your emotional self at that moment, how you're dealing with uh, your your true feelings, because you are really trying to get very introspective and, and and find strength and courage to be resilient from that. So I, I feed off of, of a very similar thing. It, uh, a lot of times
1: when to- I- a lot of times when, you, um, when you're when you not feeling your feelings, you still have that clutter, right? And so mm-hmm. you can't create a space for resiliency because you still have all that clutter. So when you feel your feelings and process them, and re- even if you come to some resolve, um, then you um, clear that space, and that strengthens your bandwidth as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, what about Chante, Chris? Anything to add on that?
2: I think it's important to... Um, to really center yourself. So in line with what you both said with in regards to feeling your feelings, but also just being centered and look at everything in proper perspective. A, a lot of times mm-hmm. we get overwhelmed. We see things as, as being bigger than they are. And when you stop and center yourself, then you're able to feel your feelings. You're able to, take into perspective what really is going on, not just what you perceive. And then you can come up with a plan to bounce back resiliency, mm-hmm. right? Bounce back and, and you know come through um, whatever it is you're going through. But I often find what I used to do and what I see in a lot of my clients is they just see what's on the surface and they react to that and it's it's Mm -hmm. a lot of times much bigger you have to dive deeper yes right right what the situation is so taking a moment to just center you don't have to have an answer right that second you know get yourself together feel your feelings identify what's truly truly going on then you can make the plan to go through it and come out successfully
3: right Mm -hmm. right Absolutely. That is the resolve. That
0: is the resolve. Chris, you want to got something to share on that?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I definitely think at the forefront of all of this is, is just being honest um, with your feelings and with situations. Um, like I said, I, I prefaced earlier that, you know, I'm a recovering people pleaser. So, you <laughs> know, a lot of times what that involves is we're looking for the answer that they want. You know what I mean? We're trying to give them the answer that they want. And that's not, you know, and nine times out of a 10, it, 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 it doesn't equate. So what I'm, what I've been really, really working on, and I, you work on it every day. I don't think you, I don't think you ever master it, um, is mm-hmm. that ability to tell the truth. You know, I've got friends. You know, I've got some absolutely wonderful people that are in my life, uh, my colleagues, mentors, friends, people we call, you know, even friends that we call family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to just be honest about it, you know, I've been accused on multiple occasions you know i post stuff so i post stuff if you're you're elevated in thought you can probably figure out what i'm talking about because i don't give you specifics i don't give you um things you can pinpoint you know you can't say oh that happened over there i I know what he's talking about but i'm giving you i'm giving you an overview of how how my emotions is so i've got a couple friends of mine who are very guarded and i'll get there like my one friend uh, who's just a great mentor to me his wife will come up she's like well, you sound like you were suicidal in that, in that post. I, mean, I said, only in the morning, sweetheart, only in the morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, because you know, yeah. I may have been feeling like that. I mean, I, I like you. Um, I think um, uh, you said that you had experienced some loss, um, some disappointments, and some challenges. I, too, started the year out. I mean, I had a gr- I, 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 2021, I thought, was a, was a good bounce back year. And I thought we were just going to keep rolling. And the year started off just going sideways on me. And it was tough. I mean, I was it just, I was struggling. I mean, I really yeah. was. And I didn't know how to, I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't know how to deal with it. I mean, and you would think based on everything I know and have felt and, and, and my experiences in life and some, you know what I mean, that I would automatically know how to handle it. Well, I didn't. I'm not good. I've never been good with death. you know you were talking about your, mo- you know, losing your mother. I've never been good with death. I admit that. I mean, wholeheartedly. Um, mm-hmm. My mother died 14 years ago, and I'm I'm just making peace with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I've been you, honest about that. You know what I mean? You don't know honest.
1: where you are until you're there. You don't know how you will react until you're in it. Um, mm-hmm. And so some things come when you like you said you had a great year, a great bounce back year. Sometimes situation will come and just just knock you off track and um, and like you said, you would think that because you knew how to handle everything else and because you would know how to handle that. And the same with me, I would thought had thought, cause I mentor, um, I would have thought that I would have known how to handle it. And I thought I was handling it, um, right. until I started to feel my feelings and noticed that I was just, um, covering it. I was also, um, displaying some numbing behavior, um, that, that also put on a facade that, I was um, handling it and I was not and I was not and so me feeling my feelings was very difficult for me because then I had to expose everything I was feeling about everything and I just couldn't pick what I wanted to deal with and so it's been a journey even in the last (laughs) even in the last two weeks it's been a journey Um, so I mean, I, I, I would like to say I'm looking forward to, the, to it to keep to continue, but I can tell you in the place that I am just today, I, I don't look forward to it, but I know that it's a cultivating process. So.
3: Can I ask Absolutely. you a question? Can yes. I ask a question? Do, when you're in your feelings, do you sometimes feel like you're crazy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a strong word chris i've been told i was crazy um so do you you
3: feel that
1: way i don't feel like i'm crazy in the sense of i'm losing mentally i'm losing it i do i but i what i do is um kind of try to i kind of check out so it's like i why would i think that way right Mm -hmm. not not me like why would i why would i even why would i even go there with those thoughts so why would i you know you you talk about feelings all the time bridget why would you cover up feelings so it wasn't that i thought i was crazy but i was just kind of it wasn't my character
3: right Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. well okay that's different different same
1: yeah i didn't think i was crazy i mean i wasn't going into these full out uh tantrums or you know these grieving um tantrums i had not experienced that yet just because of the situation but um but i i'm a, i will tell you that i i have had some crying
3: sessions that i did not allow myself to do it um before well let mm. me amend that let me amend that right quick so i guess maybe i, I, I poor let's crazy was a poor choice of a word i'm, I'm gonna say mm. that so what i'm gonna say is did you feel awkward did you you know did yeah you i felt awkward because I, I
1: pretty much try to <laughs> most people won't think so but i pretty much try to keep my feelings intact um mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um i thought but so selective feelings intact um so for me to kind of explore all the different feelings and why i was feeling that way um it was awkward for me okay yeah it was
2: because we're not taught to express our feelings if you think about growing up and i i I only know bridget personally but we're told stop crying you know Males are told to man up. It doesn't matter. Right. Boys different. don't
0: cry. <laughs> you know,
2: that's that's what we're told, growing. Right, We're told that our feelings aren't valid. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Unless you're happy and joyful, we should not cry. We should not, you know, hurt and be upset. And all feelings are natural and necessary. And so when you become our age and you're going through things, then we don't know how to process them because we've been taught The opposite, and so that's why we get to a place where life forces you to feel the grief and the anger and the disappointment. Then it feels awkward because it's not something Mm -hmm. we're used to. And I like
1: when you said the feelings are necessary. That is on point. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
3: Well, can I chime in? Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna throw in another piece, and Brian, you know about this because I, I, I don't hide. One thing I don't, I don't hide from Brian Murray. So a really going a, he's a, he's a sounding board for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I, and I have so much trust in our relationship that I know I can bring things to him and he gets it. And it's, and it's not about the fix. Sometimes it's not about the comments. Sometimes it's just about me releasing the valve. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to expose myself a little bit. I am a strong believer in therapy, huge mm-hmm. believer in therapy. I've had, uh, I've had a couple failed marriages um, and I learned about therapy through those failed marriages. Um, I'm a firm believer. I don't, you know, it's kind of like a we're not, none of us are dentists, so we don't work on our teeth. You know what I mean? I'm not, you know, you have an issue, you have a toothache, you're not gonna go in the, in the bathroom and work on your teeth. Um, and I'm also a firm believer that you don't, you don't, uh, you're not the, I'm not the expert to work on my mind. Yes, I lean on Brian for certain things but I also believe in the, 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 the sanctity of that particular profession to be able to help me out. So I have no problem with paying somebody to talk to them about my issues and, and mm-hmm. really, you know what I mean? That's what they get paid to do. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. obviously a trust thing. It's a trust thing in that particular arena, but you, you should find some, you know, if it's that bad, you should find somebody to talk to. You just, you just right. need them. And as you said earlier, who, who, I can't remember who said it, we're not conditioned like that growing up. I was I didn't know it about therapy when I was in my my twenties. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. no clue. I thought that was for crazy people. It's not. It's right. just not for crazy people. It's for people that are right. actually trying to live their lives and trying to you know make something of their lives. Um, it's a it's it's the it's the least it's the least road it's the less road traveled. I guess is That's the phrase right. you would say.
1: Absolutely. Yep, a lot of time men and and, and and it's funny that you would say that. I know that with women, you know, we explore that option. Um we wanna we want somebody to talk to because we like to talk, right? And we what we like to talk about most is our problems. And and so we'll we will explore that option of a therapist and so but for men until here recently that's not heard of, you know, you just it was a sign
2: of
0: weakness.
1: Yeah, it really is. The son of you just go to the bar with your friends and y'all talk about it. You come home and you're okay. You don't like go to a therapist. And so I applaud you for that. Um, and I hope you know an audience that's here, that's listening now can relay that message back to their loved ones. To me, because even during the pandemic, that's a perfect example of um, the necessity of a therapist at right right now. And, and men, especially, because men were. The, the sole provider of their household in some in some cases and so they could mm-hmm. they lost their jobs um or they got less hours because of the pandemic and so definitely moving forward to where we are now like in our new new normal um mm-hmm. that's a need therapy is definitely a need what do you think yeah. brian I,
0: I i could not agree more and it's funny um there's there's so many levels too especially from a man's perspective where we have to um really be conscious and aware of being okay with it, seeking that help when you need it. Uh, and and I, I, it, it brought to my mind when you were talking about, you know, the, the girlfriends getting together and they talk about their different issues. From a socioeconomic standpoint, especially for black men, our place for that was the barbershop of all places but that exactly. was where, right? Uh, which are not as common as it used to be anymore, right? But that was the purpose of the corner barbershop is the men would gather there and everybody knew everybody's name and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, they hang and they would socialize about the struggles of what's just happening in their lives, their community, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a vibe and a flavor. Maybe we need to figure out how to get that back into our world. It might not be at the barbershop, but we need those types of things to be able to have that connection and that mental release. I think that's very important for us.
1: Right. I, I applaud men that that explore that option um, because um, it like you said it used to be the barbershop barbershops now are totally different than the little corner barbershop that they were that it was before so you know to sit around and talk about your business in the barbershop now now they have women in the barbershop they have you know women barbers so the whole dynamic has
0: changed changed. Um, so
1: it's not as comfortable as it was before where you can go and tell your business like we the women do with beauty shops yep let's let's,
0: let's move forward because we got a lot more to cover so keep this session rolling. Um, thanks everybody for that because that's just great information. Let's move on to the next thing here where we're talking about cultivate play and rest. And one of the the first bullet points this is a sample uh, that I put out here is just give myself a the gift and literally trust me it is a gift <laughs> of seven hours of sleep per night. And I know Chris is over there banging his head on the table because we we have the sleep discussion weekly <laughs> of, about the not getting enough or getting the quality sleep and, and how that impacts um, everything, uh, your mental space, your emotional space, your energy, uh, your patience, your, your level of frustration, Just just all of the things that are intertwined in not getting the proper rest that your body needs. So that's highest on my personal list right now is to try to find a way to get some things reeled in a bit so that I can give myself that gift, literally, of, of getting on, a little bit more sleep.
1: And you're I mean, and without getting into the health benefits of getting that. And I said and I picked seven because that is a realistic um, time frame. I wouldn't say eight to nine, even though health professionals uh, com- recommend it. But seven is a realistic time and it, it really does um, change your day. Um, it clears the fog mentally, and it allows you to be more productive in your in your workspace or in your day. Um, again, you, you like you said, you have to plan. Seven hours of sleep. You have to plan it. Um, and what I do, and I think we've talked about this before, I just count down where I am now. And if it's nine thirty, I'm going, and I'm looking at what I'm doing at this time. I'm thinking, okay, well, I have to be up at six, so I need to be sleep by, and I need to be in the bed by ten thirty, sleep by eleven. Okay, or I need to be asleep by, t- you know, I, I count those hours, even if I'm out, and that may sound really strange, but even if I'm out and I'm thinking, okay, well, I need to go home because I got, I need six hours or seven hours of sleep, so I need to be asleep by a certain time to get up at a certain time, And mm-hmm. but it it does, it does change your day, it does change your day, um, you and I have talked about the lack of of. Mm-hmm. The seven hours of sleep. And I mean, you may be running on adrenaline the whole day or the whole week, but you'll soon crash.
0: Crash. Right. Right. You, right. You'll
1: soon crash. So it's that is thankful. that is one way that I cultivate rest. Um,
0: yep. very important. Um,
1: yeah. In, in cultivating play. And, well, you know, I never have a problem with the play part, but I, I plan that, you know, what I'm doing now is spending more time in doing activities with people who love and accept me or mm-hmm. hobbies in, that bring me joy or um, explore the inner child in me and do something um, that I've never done before. And that kind of cultivates enthusiasm and excitement. Um, that we, we definitely need that as part of our mental bandwidth. Yep. So those Absolutely. are my strategies.
2: I also think taking time away from electronics. We don't. We don't realize.
1: Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why I'm laughing in just a minute. It's it, you know, <laughs> no Brian. We're talking about this now. <laughs> she said we're talking about it, Brian. The sleep Apparently. is.
2: I mean, sleep is everything, and and I'm I'm a person that don't get enough sleep, so that that is definitely a part of my plan. But also, just electronics. I'm a workaholic unfortunately. I won't say unfortunately because I have big dreams so it requires it requires work. But I, big dreams. I I had to take a really take a a look at just a normal day for me. And the majority mm-hmm. of my day, if I'm not asleep, I'm in front of some sort of electronic. I'm at a computer working. I am on my phone doing something, whether it's responding to text messages, I'm watching television, whether it be the news or a meeting. And people don't think about what that does to us mentally. Just, you know, if you think about it, many people, before you go to bed, what are you doing? You have your phone in your hand, you you know, you whether it's, it's, I don't know, watching the VOV network, or if you're on Facebook, or whatever TikTok. you're doing. We're always, always, always in front of something electronic. They have put, hmm. uh, think about the electronics that are in our cars now. So now, when you're driving, you're not just driving; you're watching some screen. When you're in, you know, airports and on airplanes, there is no downtime. I am an avid reader, but because I work so much, I don't have, I don't take the time to read a hard copy book. So what did I start doing? I started listening to audio books. So there Mm, we go with electronics again. And it keeps your mind constantly going. And so you're not resting. And so Mm. even throughout the day, you can schedule some, some mental rest time by simply just stepping away from the electronics and just being
0: just being, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I like that. I think I've said that to my friend before. Just being. Yep. You want anything? You want to add, Brian?
0: Uh, no, I'll I'll turn it over, to Chris. I know he's <laughs> got a, he would like to share. <laughs> of course. So I look at so
3: I look at these two pieces. We've got the rest piece and the play piece. So yeah. and for me, they they can intertwine at different points. Um, for me, rest isn't always sleep. I mean, I'd like it to be sleep, but sometimes rest for me is just laying in a state of dorm- being dormant. So mm-hmm. that could be just laying on the bed, phone in the other room, phone on D&D, and I'm just trying to unplug from everything. I'm just, I want to have no thoughts sometimes because um, mm-hmm. that allows me to start to recharge. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm at the stage now. I told you guys, I just took on this new thing. So I'm basically running my own company and I'm starting to run someone else's company. Um, so for me, I have to have um, moments, moments and hours sometimes. And my new thing to, I, um, I swim. I'm an avid swimmer. I like, I like, I'm an, I'm an active person. So my new thing is to, to get to the water. I live, I'm fortunate I live two blocks from the ocean. Um, so for me, sometimes it's getting in the water for even 30 minutes, you know, I'll take my lunch, go down, swim and just decompress. I put the, the phones in the car. Matter of fact, I, I have people looking for me and I say, like, going swimming will not be available for the next yeah, hour. You
0: available.
3: know what I mean? So you can text me and call me all you want, but I don't even have the phone in, it. you know what I mean? It's in the car. So just setting up people to understand that I have this time, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out to the world. I'm, using the post to tell people that this is something that I do and something that means a lot to me. But, um, one of the things, um, uh, so that, so that's that play aspect. Like I just finished a 10 day run where I, I basically was working in some form of fashion between my company and the other company, 10 days in a row that is unsustainable. Um, Mm -hmm. and I finally took a day out and played, you know, how much I love golf, Brian. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I made a day. I told everybody that I worked with and worked for, like, don't call me on Wednesday. Well, why? I said, because I'm gonna be on a golf course and I got nothing to say to you folks. You know what, <laughs> right. what I mean? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't have anything to say to you all. Leave me alone. You know what I mean? and I and I talk like that. So so understand the people that I'm comfortable with, I talk to them like that. Leave right. me alone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause then that boundary is set. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> there's,
1: awesome.
3: There's no mincing of words here. Okay. Awesome. But I think you got to, I think you got to, you know, even, like I said, we're all, I'm going to guess we're all grinders. So we're all, you know, deadly into it every day. We're trying to make accomplishments. We're trying to be successful every day. But every once in a while, you have to step off that grind. You do something that really speaks to your heart. And golf is one of those things that speaks to my heart. So, and swimming. So, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Get rid of that technology, find your place.
3: Yeah, make yep. time make at uh, the, the, the overarching message make time for you. Yep. That's a definite
1: self-care strategy right there.
0: No 100%. doubt. That right, let's move on to the next bullet point on the slides which we were talking about calm and stillness. And these the the, the previous one ties together but a little bit different, I think. Um, the way we look at that uh, from that standpoint and um I'll cover this one for us, you know, uh, you know, identify the emotions that are likely to spark either reactivity or, you know, practice the patients to be non-reactive. Right. Uh, and that's a struggle sometimes, because, as you said, a lot of the things And Chris started this off, we were talking earlier in the conversation about. We're not out there looking for this stuff it's coming at us right mm-hmm. the, the emotional things the mental things that are challenging us it's not like we're out there trying to hunt it and kill it it's literally coming after us to a degree um and then sometimes trying to get yourself into a place where you feel like you can manage that and not just be reactive to it and 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 give it a moment to uh, kind of sink in so that when you do respond, it is a, the proper response. It's, it's, it's truly based in the feelings that you feel uh, that you have about it, uh, uh, everything else that's going on with it, the relationship that maybe with you and the other individual, if that's where it's coming from, something like that. And it's not just just reactive off the hip. Uh, thing that you throw back, because we can get really caught up in that when things start spinning and we feel the pressure to feel like we need to do something like that. And that's one of the areas that I focus in on a lot is, you know, it's that moment when somebody, and we've all done it, you open up an email, you read the first three lines, and you go, that son of, uh, right? And then you immediately start typing. <laughs> and then as you go through that process, you go, you know, I might want to wait and, and, and back away from this keyboard for a minute because what the response I'm going to send right now is probably not the response that really needs to be sent. And that's really kind of what this talk is talking about here, is being able to find that ability within yourself mm-hmm. to take a, take a few heartbeats, to take that step back for a minute, to give it some chance to just, uh, what was the Omar Masusa, right?
2: <laughs> and, and,
0: and let it come down a little bit. Then from that place, now give you a response so that you're not just being totally reactive you're actually having some proactive thoughts and and, and things that are going to move it forward versus gasoline on the fire
1: mm-hmm. so. but I, and with me and what i found that i need i have to identify those emotions first those situations um those people right that produce that spark my negative or stressful reactive um, reactivity so it's a practice for me because I have to be in tune, be very self-aware, so I know that if if this happens, this is how I'm going to react. So I have to practice those um, non-reactive um, measures. So, as far as like practicing the non-reactive uh, emotions, showing—I mean, practicing patience, um, practicing facial expressions. <laughs> Um, cause that, that's a stressor as well. So, and this is very intentional and spe- especially for me and maybe others that that are used to this letting people have it, mm-hmm.
2: like
1: mm-hmm. you said, mm-hmm. just right out the mm-hmm. cuff, just letting people have it or people that are just used to seeing their first thought. And like you mm-hmm. said, just back away from it for a minute. And and if it's not the computer, if it's not the phone, if it's not, even if you're in person, just mentally back away from it for a minute and and practice that part Before that even happens And so that's what I do to strengthen my bandwidth And also it creates a positive Space mentally mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. we're trying to go toward Is is what we're leaning toward Is you know providing positive space So we can strengthen our bandwidth um, Also I focus on You know Like nothing Listening to music Take a walk I focus on nothing mm mm-hmm. That's another way that I keep um, calm is just focus on nothing. I don't know if that's easy for everyone to do, and it takes some work, because you know, when we're focusing on nothing, our mind starts to wonder while we're sitting there still um, and supposed to be focusing on nothing, so it's very intentional.
0: Yep What else anybody else have uh, a, a something they want to add on top of that?
1: Just
2: briefly, just doing it on purpose. It, it doesn't always happen naturally um bridget you said earlier about scheduling time and and until it's your norm you may have to schedule some time absolutely just
1: be still and do nothing um, absolutely and i put it in my phone like mm-hmm. it's so i put a reminder in my phone so and then i put the. I put two reminders. The first reminder is to remind me that at five o'clock on tomorrow, and I've picked Sundays, on five o'clock on tomorrow, so at two o'clock, I have a reminder at five o'clock, this is your calm and stillness time, mm-hmm. so that I can start preparing for that and get everything out the way so I won't be, and we talked about this at the last session, pushing it back and then pushing it back. So now I'm procrastinating. Right. My <laughs> calmness is stillness time. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. And don't think it has to be a huge block. If you have to start with five minutes, start with five Mm -hmm. minutes. But it it is so very important to do it on purpose.
1: You talked about taking, um, Brian, I talked about before just taking some deep breaths, just Mm -hmm. in just in the space that you're in, taking some time and just breathing deeply to kind of release that. Um, And you don't have to schedule that um, at first. Well, at first you may have to schedule that, but mm-hmm. it's just at that point where you fit, where you are feeling those overwhelming emotions, just step back and take some deep breaths
0: mm-hmm.
2: and knowing I'm that sorry. it's, it's not selfish to do that. So from the, mm-hmm. from the standpoint of a caregiver, whether you're a parent or mm-hmm. um, if you are an employer or whatever, knowing that it's not selfish to do that. I, I've been talking to some people in my mm-hmm. group about self-care and what prevents them to do it prevents them from doing it and and one person said just they feel like sacrifice is what's required of them that it that
1: it's selfish to say hey i need a moment to myself and it's it's not selfish at all
2: Absolutely, it's
1: not, i mean it depends and and i guess when you when you say you talk with people in your group i guess it depends on where you are in your life because some pan some people have small kids i mean they would probably be saying right now oh. Uh, you don't know my life um, <laughs> because <but that's laughs> I can't even go in the bathroom and have some calmness uh-huh. without somebody knocking on the door asking uh-huh. you know what you're doing or something um and so do it in your car and it's so <laughs> I've seen so many commercials where people just sit in their car when they drive to their house mm-hmm. whether it's somebody in there or not mm-hmm. they will sit in their car and just take that self-care time and mm-hmm. that's very minimal but that is very um important that right. you do that uh, is monumental, really, for me, because I do it in, in the mornings before I get into the go into the classroom. You know, I've made this executive decision to go there, so I might as well get out the car. But I decide, OK, let me just let me just sit for a moment. And then, of, of course, I definitely do it when I get back in my car after that day. So um, you're right. Just, you know, practicing that self-care and not being selfish about it. Because self-care well, is not is. selfish.
2: And to your point, even people with small children, and and I don't know, some of the listeners might you know throw rocks at me, but even <laughs> with your small children, your your small child can be in a crib or in a playpen safely, of course, for five minutes. That that small child needs you to be rested and whole. And and so even if it's five minutes, I'm a mom and and I felt like I had to do everything all the time. And my daughter was okay when I learned to give myself even just five minutes. It does not hurt her to be in her playpen with maybe one toy, you know, she's safe, she's not going anywhere, she's not harmed. just to go and just sit, even if it's just to breathe or if you need to cry because you're overwhelmed or, you know, whatever the case may be, but even people with small children. children Thank
1: been. you for that. Thank you for that encouragement, encouragement for our listeners that have small kids and feel like they don't have that place um, to, to take care of self. Even those couple of minutes, yeah. Um you're yeah. absolutely
3: correct. Chris, There's anything you
0: want comment? to share on that?
3: Oh yeah. Um, I heard a lot of good things from you guys, um, a lot of things I practice. One of the things that, um, you know, we were talking about the, I forget who mentioned it, we were talking about the electronics piece, you know, and mm-hmm. the, the data coming at you all the time and the phones. And, you know, we I, I guarantee you, people are taking the phone in the bathroom. I try not to take the phone to the bathroom. But <laughs> one, of the, one of the tools that I have really kind of leaned on is the D&D setting on my phone. So my phone goes D&D at 9.30 every night, 9.30 or 10. And it it doesn't shut off until 8.30 in the morning. So, because I have a propensity because I do a lot of business from folks on the mainland. They, that old, oh, we don't know what time it is in Hawaii. Yeah, you know what time it is in Hawaii. You just want to call me anyway. So you don't care. You just don't care. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I started shutting the phone, you know, shutting the phone off. And I found that I'm, you know, it's hard enough to rest, but I'm finding that that was a key piece in even having a good chance of getting rest was that D&D piece. Um, and I'm a plan. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing most of us are planners. We try to plan our lives as best we can. We obviously know that that doesn't work out all the time. That's not a hundred percent success rate on that. It's probably, probably closer to 50 to 40% that, you know, the plan comes to fruition, you know, the way that we, we put it on paper. So we have to be able to, uh, not be triggered by that. I mean, we all have triggers. That was the one thing I'd heard from some, something that someone said earlier. And it, it reminded me that, you know, understanding that you have triggers in your life, you know, people, you know, these things landing on your doorstep are potential triggers to how you respond. And um, for a man, um, you know, I'm I'm equal parts logic and I'm equal parts emotion. So mm-hmm. what I've been working on over the last probably at least 10 years or more is controlling my emotions and not being, rea- like, like you said, Brian, being reactive. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You know, sometimes sometimes it's a good thing not to have an answer. Like sometimes what I'm learning is, you know, that people pleaser part of me wants to have an answer. Well, mm-hmm. I don't always have an answer. And I, and I think sometimes that is the answer. I don't have an answer. But if you give me a little bit of time, I'll, I can I'll have an answer for you. But I need to process this and being mm-hmm. honest with yourself to say I need process time, especially if it's something sensitive to you um, mm-hmm. is OK. You know what I mean? Be okay with it. I'm okay with it. You know, I, and I've actually got to the point where whether you're okay with it or not isn't inconsequence to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. So long as mm-hmm. I'm okay with it, you're going to have to be, or you
0: can step <laughs> you off. Have to be okay, okay with it. it, right? Yeah. Or Absolutely.
3: you can step off. I mean, it's just that simple for me. You know what yeah. I mean? Sorry. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I, I love it, sometimes women.
1: Women now. I was, I'm speaking for me as a woman. Uh, we we just don't have that built in us that step back uh, that um, Just don't say anything. We don't have an answer because, as nurturers, you know, we are built to have the answer. Um, And so it has been an aha moment for me to just sit back and say, okay, well, I don't have a response to that um right now um because i'm gonna come up with one right quick if i didn't in the past and so to not have an answer and to to like to to explore the emotions that that you're feeling at that particular time and not respond it 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 does um it's a lot of work for women it's a lot of work Well, because you're used to having the answer
3: so that is your
1: challenge yeah, right. it is my challenge. It is my challenge and it is something I'm cultivating um, because I realized that it it weakens my mental bandwidth just um, mm-hmm. kind of shooting out answers um, and and later later
0: regretting it.
1: And later um, regretting it. And so I'm learning and, and just in the last month to kind of say, okay, let me let this soak in for a minute. Um, because I use comedy as a defense mechanism as well, right. um, yeah. and so and, and I'm so I'm learning to. I'm not doing a really good job of it, but I'm learning to not respond with something comical um, as a cover up and just kind of sit with how I'm feeling. So, yeah, women have a lot, a lot harder time to uh, time doing that than, than men do. I don't know, Chante, do you agree or disagree? I
2: agree. I definitely think it's something that has to be learned,
1: uh, mm-hmm.
2: just because of up, upbringing. So I, I do agree that it's it's not a
3: natural uh, way to respond.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that.
3: Well, if, if I can, if I can chime in, uh, it, I that's something that was for me was a very big weakness. You know that that wanting to respond. You know, like you say, you 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 just whatever reason it it's there and you've got to, you got it, you feel like you have to respond. And I'm, I've am i come, I've, you know, the old adage sometimes they say, sometimes what's right doesn't feel right. Sometimes mm-hmm. not responding doesn't, and I think in most instances it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's any less right. right. I, think that's, I think that's the cultivation. That's the tool, that's, that's one of those tools in the toolbox that have to be cultivated that occasionally, I'd say every time, but occasionally depending on the subject matter, it's okay to say, I don't have an answer. Let me, let me take this under advisement. You know what I mean? Because you want to, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day for me, and I, I said for me, I want to, if I'm being called upon to give you information or advice or whatever you want to call it, I want to give you the best that I can give you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that requires me to pull back for a few minutes and really digest whatever the subject matter is. So I can give you what I believe is a credible response, because yeah. I think I owe you that if you brought something to me, I owe you my best. And that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I, get I like the way that I like the way that works. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm, tr- I'm literally trying to take your question or your situation or whatever it is may, may be. And I'm trying to take it to heart because, I you know, because you I, I consider it in most cases an honor that you brought it to me. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's certain subjects people are going to bring you like, why are you even bringing that to me? <laughs> you know what I mean? But still, in the same respect, there's a tr- there seems to be a trust factor in this somewhere swirling around this. And I, I just don't take that lightly. You know, I just mm-hmm. don't. You know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. I've, I learned a long time ago that I have this, Brian, you and I have talked about this. I have the ability to affect lives. Mm-hmm. I can affect it positively Right, damn sure can affect it negatively. Okay, that's right. and I'm at a point in my life where I really want to try to affect you positively. At you know, at, at, at that's the end game for me. Okay, mm-hmm. so I don't like I said, I don't take it lightly. And I'm you know maybe I'm maybe I'm putting too much into this, but that's just how no, I feel. No, not at all. Yeah,
0: agreed. I absolutely agree. Uh, I want to share a quick story. Um, this because this is kind of the thing that I, I came up with for the the whole. Uh, you know, calmness and stillness. And then, um, I, you know, once you start getting into this arena, uh, your mind picks up on things just throughout the day. Right. So whether you're watching someone else's interchange between the people you don't even know or something on television, you hear something on the radio, it, it, it resonates in your brain. So I was watching something and half watching it on TV. And there was a, a, a veterans group. They were having, you know, one of those veterans meetings where the, a lot of them might be doing like PTSD and those kinds of things. So it's kind of a self help counseling kind of group. And the one guy's, you know, doing his, his little testimony about, you know, why he comes to the, the group and why he appreciates, you know, having that time with the guys. And he described his time there with these words. And I'm like, I'm stealing that. And that is, that is me. And he says, these are my pockets of peace. And that was like, like
1: a light bulb moment.
0: (laughs) What I say that's, and you know, Shantae was saying, be intentional. So my thing now, as I am intentionally going to be scheduling my own pockets of peace, and that's what I'm going to call them. And then, then I'll choose what to put in those pockets of peace as I go through it. But that was just, it just, it was like a, a lightning bolt. So, I and I absolutely loved it. And I, I made a note of it. I, I was sitting on the couch, and I got up, ran to the desk. I gotta write that down before I forget. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, it's a piece. So, I wanted to Very share that. Good. Very
3: good. I like that. Can Can I share something right really quick? Sure. So, I, I, I know I told you guys a little bit ago that I'm. You know, I'm, I've been swimming a lot more lately. I've been actually because I haven't been able to get to it based on my available time. I haven't been able to get. I, I'm a gym guy. I love the gym. I mean, that's the place I go work, work out a lot of my in head issues. It's all about the reps. You know, for me, it's Mm -hmm. the reps. You know, we're talking, I thought about that when we were, I was talking, I was trying to figure out how, you know, what I was going to say when we talk about the bental bandwidth. And I was like, this is about reps. This is Mm -hmm. about development and reps. So you, you, you gotta keep showing up and, you know, just putting in, you know, for me, you know, the curls or whatever it is you're doing, it's the reps. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I did yesterday, so yesterday, Um, I did what I did yesterday and I had planned to go swimming. I was actually planning to meet a friend of mine over at the beach, younger cat, like to get, like to share knowledge with him. You know, you know, Javon, right? Remember Javon? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, so I saw swim out the water. I mean, it's late in the day yesterday. Um, The tides, the tides coming in. So the water's high. I, I swim to the reef. That's about 300 yards out off the water. It's a, it's a decent swim. And the, and the waves are just coming in on me. And yesterday when I swam, I was attacking it. So I was literally coming at it full board. You know, I'm just like, I'm going in. Got in the water yesterday, like, first of all, it, I got on alert because the water was so high. It's like, oh my God, I got to look at this a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So I got out there, right, so I, so I got out. And what I did was I slowed my pace down. So in other words, because I'm literally trying, the waves are coming in and I'm trying to go out. So mm-hmm. if you're not an experienced swimmer, it can it can it can create some you know some mm-hmm. some uh, some some anxiety in your body if you're not comfortable in the water. I'm very comfortable right. in the water, but still the water is not something you play with. Okay. Right. So I slowed my pace and I got to where I got my my breathing and my cadences down to where I was I was hitting the waves and when they were coming down, I was going over them. So they come down, I'm going over as opposed to. The day before, when I'm running smack dab into it, I got salt mm-hmm. water in my eyes. I'm I'm spitting out salt water. I mean, it's just like pure nightmare almost. But I mean, right. I'm I'm into it. But right. I figured it out. Yes, I was like, calm down, slow down, and this thing'll work for you. And I right. consequently, because I mean, 300 yards. I don't I don't know if if any of you swim, but 300 yards against the grain, against the grain is is it's a little bit of an undertaking. Yeah. So. But I figured it out, and it actually, my mind got at peace. I was like, okay, I got this. I literally, because my goal is to, you know, I'm goal oriented. My goal was to get out to that reef. And, and by hell or high water, I was getting out there. Okay? Yeah. So. Answer. Answer. What's that?
1: Yeah. I said I a, great yes. a great analogy. That's a great analogy. Slow yeah. your yeah.
3: pace. Yeah. And that's and all you know, about that.
0: learning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, overall, it's a learning from the le- overall I learned
3: something. I've been fighting right. it. So, I guess my message is that the previous days I have been fighting this current, and all of a sudden I, I slowed it down and I thought about it. I looked at it and I was like, okay, I got it. I figured it out. Now yeah. we have a chance work to with- be successful. The yeah. lesson.
0: Yeah. You learn to work w- with it, right? Versus trying to fight exactly. against it. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. Okay. All right so I think we're on the, the final one Bridget you want to cover that one for us
1: Yes create cultivate meaningful work um tap, tap into that creative um side of you again and begin to finish that whatever that is finish whatever that is so meaningful work and and for me meaningful work is something that um so we're big on purpose we're big on vision so something that is connected to the vision and purpose that we have so for me that Meant to tap into the creative side of me again, um, which means I had to fin- have to finish some poetry that I had started. Um, I was going through some journals, some old journals, and I keep a lot of journals um, throughout the months. I write journal- in my journals, and I was going through some old ones from years ago. And Brian and I talked about this, um, some of the topics, and I looked at the dates, and so I had poetry and quotes that I had left just lying dormant and unrevealed. Um, so I decided to get back into that and strengthen that creative side of me um, and finish what I started with the end result of publishing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and so also in terms of meaningful work, I have like wrote my whole vision that God has given me uh, for my life. Right, He's directed that, so I'm I'm a, I am believing that that's what my vision and, and my purpose is. And so in cultivating meaningful work I'm putting an action plan in place to make this vision real and even more so I'm doing the work um, to bring this vision to fruition um, even if it means um, workshops um, master classes etc um, to research and develop my purpose and this is definitely a bandwidth strengthener and and I feel like I owe it to my legacy really to strengthen my bandwidth in that in that manner
0: yeah. So that is
1: one of, that's my, my strategy for
0: meaningful work. Bridget, I want to chime in on that because we did have that conversation uh, where you were sharing some of, you know, the old poems and and different documents that, that you had. And it was, it's fascinating because when you talk about, you know, focus on that meaningful work. And again, we get so busy or call it overwhelmed, whatever terms you want to use, we forget how important Important those things are to self. And it goes back to what Shantae was saying about self-care, about what motivates you, about what truly feeds your heart, mind, and soul. Um, and some of the dates, of Bridget, some of the things she had was 2011. 2011. <laughs> yeah, you know? And so, uh, which is, you think about, it, you know, it's more than a decade ago. And so obviously she had some visions and some insights and some things that were really important to her. So important that she had, a. Pages of it that she had documented, but it's been dormant. And, but and that's the thing we have to remind ourselves is it's okay to hang on to those things, to, keep, to stay focused on those things, to bring them to the forefront of our lives, because it's all part of keeping your whole mental self uh, focused, whole, uh, and able to cope and to deal. Because if you if it wasn't important to you, you wouldn't have taken the time to write it down in the first place. So. Hang on to those things. Follow, see them through, um, because it's very important. And Absolutely. obviously, VOV is one for me right now. That's it's, it's really driving me. And from that standpoint, um, but yeah, I, I can tell totally, The same thing. The concept of VOV goes back to 2017, but it's really just now me taking the effort to to get in front of it. So,
1: and the same with in the same with me with building bridges, like all of the, the materials, all the journals that I found that were incomplete and the poetry that I found in the quotes, but my quotes, were the quotes were relatable to now. Mm-hmm. And so, I am mean, knowing of me, I was writing these things down, I was, you know, kind of mapping out my vision before I even knew what the vision was. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, now can use those things. That's basically what I did. Is use, What I'm doing is using those things that I wrote then for now. And so it was almost like it was already planned. It was just a part of my path and a part of my journey.
0: Yeah, yep, absolutely. Shantae Chris, anything that to add on top of that?
2: Yeah, what came to mind for me on this point of cultivating meaningful work was to do that work that was meaningful to me not mm-hmm. to someone else. And oh, so um, Hello. what brought that on is, you know, when I started my coaching business, I was so into what the industry said I should do. I should post mm-hmm. on social media this many times. And, you know, my post should be about these things and your business has to look like that and your off- offer needs to, to look like that. And I was so overwhelmed and mm-hmm. so distracted from my purpose. And, you know, I'm stressed out and, and I'm praying and I'm saying, Lord, I know this is what you have called me to do. Why is this not going in a better direction? Why, why do I not feel better about it? And, and he just told me it was because I was trying to run the business the way that everybody else said I should, and not the way he told me that I should. should. So uh, I've had to learn to do the things that are meaningful to me because that is how I will connect with people. That's how God will use me the most because as he puts things into me, they'll come out the way they're supposed to if I just Mm -hmm. listen to him and do what I'm supposed to do. But if I'm trying to do what this person says do versus that person, and and they don't mean anything to me, right? Then it's you're doing something because you think you have to. And so that passion is not there and that drive is not there. And so it doesn't produce the same outcome. So mm-hmm. cultivating the work that is meaningful to me, and it kind of ties in with what Chris said earlier about being a people pleaser. We we get stuck in trying to do what's meaningful to everybody else instead of what's meaningful meaningful to us. So I too, I raised my hand earlier, am a recovering people pleaser, but people definitely pleaser, right? trying to do those things that are meaningful to me. And then outside of work, because everybody in your audience doesn't, doesn't own a business, doesn't want to own a business. But even just in my family, there were things I was doing in my household that... Um, you know, my husband would say, you don't have to do that, you know, or, or my daughter didn't care or whatever. And I finally had to say, well, these things are important to me. This is the type of wife that I want to be. Um, but these other things I can let go because I thought I had to be that for y'all. And so just even in my personal life, just doing those things that are meaningful to me, it really keeps me um level-headed because then at the end of the day it doesn't matter whether someone else liked it it doesn't matter whether someone else tuned in or bought it or what have you it was meaningful to me so i got out of what i needed to get out of it
1: absolutely and even when you do that when you start to you know cultivate your your craft or your business, the way other people thought you should did it, or listening to other people, or doing it the way they do it on social media. And I like to play on words. You really, instead of creating a business, you're creating a busy mess. That's what you're <laughs> doing. Mess, yes. um, and so, yeah. yeah, just getting whatever is meaningful work to you is the most important. So,
0: yeah.
1: I, I,
3: I, I agree. absolutely
0: agree. Yeah. I, Chris, um, what about you?
3: Well, I, I, I honest to God, I mean, when you doing these things that we do. Um, obviously, typically there's a, whoever you're involved with or whatever, you know, if it's an organization or whatever, or what the mission is, the mission statement, uh, the end game. Um, a lot of times on the outset, it it doesn't necessarily m- marry up with what speaks to you. So you've got to try to figure out how to get them to come together, so to speak. It's mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. really, I think a lot of times we have, put our feelings on the back burner of what you know it's speaking to us i think that that's i think that's so undervalued um in professionals today you can have it i I think you to a certain extent you can have it both ways you you can you can achieve the objective while also feeding your soul or you know Mm -hmm. your your purpose in life Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes it is a fight and you need to you know our battle or whatever maybe fight's a poor word to use um, it's a challenge. Let's stay with the challenge word. Um, but you've got to meet that challenge head on. How do I make this? So it so I am getting benefit besides the compensation piece, you know, because a lot of times there's a compensation piece, but that's not what it's always all about. If you get lost in just the compensation piece, you're never going to be happy. You know what yeah. I mean? If that's, if that's how you value your life strictly on dollars and cents, which I don't. I mean, it's a big piece, but I'm learning that that's not everything. Right, it's just not.
0: That's so just really, not.
3: it's about uh, it's about doing your soul the justice that it, it that it deserves. At the end of the day, yeah. those that's the way I'm learning to speak about myself. I deserve this. I deserve to be happy. I deserve. You know what I mean? If you preface that in your like your um, uh, what are, your, um, affirmations. Yeah. your affirmations, yeah, affirmations. I deserve this. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And and I think the wheels. The, the, the squeaky wheel will get the grease and you will, you know, you will move forward in life. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to see that, you know, it's difficult. You know, it's always difficult in the beginning when you're talking about something new, some new facet that you're adding to your life. And In our case, we're obviously talking about mental and emotional facets that we're adding to our lives. Um, but it's an evolutionary thing. So we, we, where we are today, is because we evolved to where we are today. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, Brian, I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there. You know, I told Brian two weeks ago when we got together, we got together for our, our monthly, adult beverages. <laughs> and, I, and I, I, and, and nobody prompted me to this. I said, Brian, because you know, I said, Brian, I would not be the man that I am today had we not have the relationship that we have. You brought so much to my table. And I just thought you should know that how I feel, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that, you know, I, I said it for a couple of reasons. I said it for reason. One was I wanted to acknowledge Brian. I just wanted mm-hmm. to acknowledging what his contribution to my life is. Secondly, I wanted him to know that he's on the right path to what he's trying to do and to keep keeping on. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. that's really what I you know, that's the two things I wanted the message. I wanted to deliver to him at that particular moment. Because I think we need that every once in a while. Hey, tell me I'm doing something right. Absolutely. I mean, me, Absolutely. From your eyes, tell me I'm doing something right. Okay, it's yeah. easy to criticize. Tell me I'm doing something right.
0: Always. And Always. That's easy. what I
3: went into. That's what I went into that day with. I like. You know what? I need to tell this brother what's going on. You know yeah. what he brings to my table.
0: Yeah. You know what oh,
3: I mean? I applaud I, you for that. I applaud you for that. As a man, I applaud you for that. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's-
3: well, I just think it's we just don't say it enough. Yeah. You know.
0: We don't. Yeah, we and like you said, we talked about as men, not you know, we're not supposed we're supposed to be tough and you know pound our chest and you know boys don't cry and trust me, that, and that there were tears on both sides of the table as we had that conversation. Right? <laughs> right. I but,
3: got I got teary eyed delivering the message. I'm
0: telling you right now, <laughs> I'm sitting there like you know, <laughs> exactly. wow, that's But that's but that's the realness of it. But that's what matters, right? Those, that's where you want to come from, as we were talking about a little while ago. Um, expressing that uh, needing the time to think, process through, and then come from a place of it being real, it it being your true emotions, and being willing and being open to put yourself out there. Shantae mentioned way back in the conversation earlier talking about risk and and vulnerability, same mm-hmm. thing, I mean, all of these things, even though we've broken them into categories, they technically all still tie together. They're all linked in, in right. various ways, because right. obviously Chris had to open himself up, he had to take a risk, he had to be vulnerable, but that's truly what he was feeling from an emotional standpoint in that that's, that point in time. And he wanted to make sure that that was shared and that the recognition was put out there. And that's the key of all of this, as we talk about your mental bandwidth, Getting to a place where you're so comfortable with self that you have all your, your capacities, all your faculties under control and you can respond from that place of power, that place of control, the true emotions that are behind it, the vulnerability that that takes and be OK with that and, and not overthink it, overprocess it, uh, you know, the whole nine yards. So is it a lot? Yes. Can it be done? Yes, it can, but you have to work at it just like that's the whole point of the session is to share what you plant in that garden. And then from there, obviously, you got to groom it, grow it, prune it every now and then. So it's an ongoing, never ending process. But that's the work that that actually needs to get done.
1: A lot of times people think being vulnerable is a weakness, but actually it takes a lot of strength Mm -hmm. to be vulnerable um and so i just like to dismiss that myth that if you're vulnerable you're weak Um, it takes a lot of strength
3: to do that to to openly be vulnerable well you know at the end of the day um when we start talking about um vulnerability and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, to be vulnerable for me we're creating strength i mean we are because you, you're gonna, and, it, and it'll manifest in a lot of different ways that you don't even see comments, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I find that that candor, you know, and obviously it has to be around the right people. I mean, obviously there are certain we all have people in our lives that I can't talk to them like I talked to Brian because mm-hmm. they don't get it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that doesn't mean that they're bad people. They just don't get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. just understand that about who you're dealing with sometimes. You know what I mean? I just know that the intimate conversations I have with Brian, there's only three or four to five people. And some of those are family members that I can actually have those kind of conversations with. And the rest of the world either doesn't care or they don't have the mental bandwidth to actually be able to digest what the content that I'm delivering. It's about trust as well, it's about trust as
1: well.
3: But we have to understand that. You have have to understand what you're dealing with. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and, And make a conscious decision. Am I gonna go in there or am I not gonna go in there? right sometimes that decision is I'm not going in there <laughs> it's just not worth the, the cost is not worth it to me so Absolutely. those are decisions we make also
0: yep let's bring this home uh final thoughts so here's our question for today and this is to our audience obviously but also for us based on what we've learned and what we shared within this session today uh know what we've each brought into it individually what we've each shared as we've gone through it and then. What our final takeaways are going to be for that. So what will your garden contain to help you cultivate stronger mental and emotional bandwidth? Um, So I'll start since I'm reading the question. And I, I think for me, one of a couple of my greatest challenges go back to what Shante shared earlier about the risk and vulnerability. And that comes out of me from the standpoint of who am I to say, you know, Getting comfortable with um, that piece of it, right? You know, who am I? Because one of the uh, short story, uh, I meet once a quarter with a, a business consultant. And he's a good friend and an ex-family uh, member as well uh, through a marriage in the family, and I've known him for a long time. And he's a very credible business person. And we just had a, uh, a meeting yesterday. And in that conversation, you know, I give him some feedback on what I see he's doing with his business. He gives me feedback on what he's seeing I'm doing with VOV, and it's this reciprocal thing that we have. And one of the things he asked in the conversation was, you know, so you're doing this, I said, you're doing that. When are you going to write a book? Right? And that's his question. And I've always said in my mind, you know, I'd like to write a book someday. But then the moment I have that thought, and even think about doing it. My next thought is, well, who am I to write a book? So I immediately crush my own thought, right? And that's the pattern that's there. So we kind of talked that through a little bit yesterday. And at, coming out of that conversation, I am now formatting a layout for a book because I'm going to do it. Good. Uh, so those are the types of things that, you know, it's it's an ever-growing, ever, uh, ever-moving process. And, and you have to figure out where you're comfortable, how you can work your way through it. But that's an area of vulnerability for me that I have, Purp- purposefully put away, and not wanted to deal with. But now I'm actually going to, you know, rip off the band-aid and and go forward with it. Uh, but that's that's what this is about: is is figuring those things out for yourself, and then and then putting a plan. And as I said, with the, the pockets of peace, and and from there, I'm going to take it and I'm going to move forward. So those are my takeaways from the last couple of days, and definitely through this session today.
1: Applause. We we put that book um, topic in the atmosphere to, uh, uh, in another conversation. Um, so that that's great. Congratulations. Um, I would say for me, what will be in my garden? What it would contain would be experience. Um, for those of you that don't know me, I have um, had lived a, um, a a life up until this point and um which led me to become a mentor for uh teenagers and young women Um, it has been very interesting and very a lot of hardships a lot of successes and wins definitely a lot of losses and so where i am now because i have you know my children are adults and and so now i mentor teenagers and, and young adults i take that experience that i had that I've been afforded back then and let that that drive me to where I am now. Uh, Sometimes I don't recognize um, how strong I am based on the past until I have to sit down and kind of come to myself and realize, well, you overcame that so you can overcome this and you've done this so you can do that and sometimes i have to sit and just make note of those things um just so in those situations just so it can push me forward and so that is what i will put in my garden to cultivate a strong and mental and emotional bandwidth it's just experience from my past which i never thought um my past would would drive me to move forward or would give me the strength that I need. I never thought my struggle would give me the strength that I that I need for um, such a time as this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. that that's important. Uh, Shante, what, what, what would you like to share?
2: My garden will contain, um, I guess permission to be me in just every aspect of my life permission and um, priority. Because I am such a giver of everything, that's how mm-hmm. I show love in a lot of ways. I, I often end up being on the back end of everything, business, mm-hmm. you know, pleasure, life, family. And mm-hmm. I've learned and I'm trying to teach other people that if you put yourself first, you take responsibility for what your life is going to be, self-care, um, your emotions, all of that, then you have everything that uh, you need to be what you want to be to someone else. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you are always on the back end, your cup is always empty. You know, you're always tired. You haven't gotten enough rest, you know, so your body is fatigued. But if if I give myself permission to be me, so um, like I mentioned earlier, not be like anyone else. Not run my business like someone else runs their business. But also to say, hey, I need this moment for me. Then my cup is full. Then my ideas are fresh. Then um, I'm able to be used in the best way. I think it was Chris that said, um, when someone comes, you want to give them the best answer. The you know the best you. And so I took. Mm-hmm. Fun- that taking care of me allows me to be what I already want to be for everyone else so my garden will contain uh, permission to be me and um, prioritize myself that's great
1: awesome. I always uh, use the analogy for put it you know it being in the back end if you're a leader you can't lead from the back and so you're always trying to pull yourself up from the rear um, and you're struggling all the time to keep up because you're, you're trying to leave from the back and so mm-hmm. it, keeping yourself first will always ensure that you have what you need to lead and to take care of yourself and to, and to show up um, as your best self for others
2: mm-hmm. and not in a way that's conceited but in right. a way that's right. caring right. because there are some people who are narcissistic that put themselves <laughs> first you know that that's yeah. a real thing and they put themselves first <laughs> first in a different way and so just right. you know so your listeners understand it's not the same it, it's you know the arrogance and the conceit and the narcissism are not the same this is a different type of prioritizing yourself right, right? giving yourself self-care um absolutely. And the permission it's
1: to, to show up
3: you know as your best self for others mm-hmm. as well as yourself mm-hmm. yep. absolutely
0: chris what about you
3: all right, now y'all don't open up a can of worms. <laughs> <laughs> so I got five bullet points I want to hit on, but I also want to touch base on real quick before I jump into those bullet points. Um, one of the things I heard was, and it is, I, I, I didn't know how it was going to come out, but it was something that I had thought about early before I came on, before we came on today. Was pulling your ego out of it. Mm. Um, Especially from a male perspective, and I realize women have egos too, so I'm I'm not trying to say you guys don't have egos, but males are, we're fueled by our egos, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you, because that's what society has done for us. So that's one thing that I've worked on over the years to try to pull my, and that's, and with Brian's help, you know, because he's such a selfless guy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I've learned that from him, you know what I mean? To pull my, because it's not about my ego, it's not what my emotions are telling me, it's what the facts are telling me. So- Mm -hmm you know, making it more about the subject matter as, a, as opposed to about me. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that really helps us to grow and deliver those messages that we wanna deliver. And that was part of the reason I had said about the, I pull back, you know, if I don't have the answer for you, because your reactionary answer is my ego's talking. That's literally what ends up having my ego's talking. So I, I have to work on that daily to pull my ego out of the equation. Okay, so I just wanna say that. But as far as what's in my, in my garden moving forward, I'll just give it to you. First and foremost is I need to learn how to be more patient with myself. Um, um, the, the, the next one will be learning how to be more kind and loving to myself um, mm-hmm. in these situations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, leaning on my life experiences more and trusting those things. Trusting those you know, things, yeah. You know, because we all have a wealth of experience. I guarantee right. you that. Um,
1: trusting it <laughs> trust Yeah,
3: and then what you said uh, I believe you said Shantae was giving myself permission to be me
0: mm-hmm.
3: which I think is huge I think that's so <laughs> underrated uh, mm-hmm. as a, as, a, as an attribute um, mm-hmm. and it, it is also has to be those three things those three points I just made they have to be self you have to keep self affirming those things they just mm-hmm. have to you have to keep it until it until it Becomes rooted in who you are and what you're about every day, and to to almost to where it's just second second nature second in your nature, thoughts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then lastly, which I want to thank all you because this is this is for me today represents a new a first and a new as I announced earlier we in the green room that I'm a podcast virgin. Um, mm-hmm. I want to continue to and Brian, you and I have talked about this also. I want to continue to keep developing my coaching mentorship um traits, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because that that speaks to me on a very high level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I I think you all can agree that it is exhausting at times. Mm-hmm. The, the way we all are, it's 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 tiring and tireless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it does require that aspect of pulling back and taking that me time and that self care, you know, those aspects of your life. You have to, you literally have to get everything kind of working as a unit for you to, to not burn out.
2: Absolutely.
3: I think all yeah. of us has, have suffered from burnout periodically. So we have to be yeah. conscious of that also.
0: Agreed. Absolutely agree. Yeah. Chris, thank you for sharing that. Uh, we're going to kind of bring the, land the plane, as they say, and, mm-hmm. and, and end this for today. Uh, this has been amazing. Thank yes. thank each and every one of you for for sharing and being willing to put obviously, your, your, your personal information out there to a degree, and, and uh, as we said, take a risk, take some vulnerability, be exposed, et cetera, et cetera. But the key is, as, as we came into this at the very beginning, is if we can, what we share today can change one life in a positive direction, then it's all worth it, right? Yes. That, that, that's yes. what matters. At the end of the day, we have I think a responsibility to ourselves to be the best self we can possibly be, mm-hmm. and to take that and use it uh, to to help others. And I think we've we've done that in spades today. So I, I greatly appreciate each and every one of you for joining today. For okay. our audience, I thank you so you much. Go, go for it, absolutely. We're this all represents risk, okay? It
3: does. All the things that we talked about today, all the things, all all the action that we carry out on a day in and day out basis with our families, with our professional lives and stuff like that, it represents a risk. But my reality is no risk, no reward. If you're not willing to risk something in your life, and if you're not willing to expose yourself to some degree, I'm not telling our listeners that they need to expose themselves on the level that we are because we've grown to this level, but it has to start somewhere. You know what I mean? It just has to. And it's yeah, usually the smallest of things that you think is the biggest of things right. that can open and unlock some of what keeps keeps us down. Okay. Absolutely. So, so that's, absolutely. My, that's my overarching message that I want to put my bow on this thing and say. Okay. Thank I like you. that. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So that's going to bring us to a close for today. Uh, again, Thank all of our audience for sticking with us. It's a long session today, but uh, an amazing amount of information, so much that you can use to to help plant in your own garden, have it be groomed and grow and prune it so that it fits your life and you can accomplish the things that you want to accomplish, become the you you wanna be. And I love what Shante said about, uh, be that authentic you that you also need to be. Uh, that That's yes. gonna be the key to, to all of it because that's when you're gonna be able to give and help others when you're coming from that true place of centered and being your your true self. Until next time, everyone take care, enjoy the rest of your weekend and we will definitely see you live. We don't have a confirmed date for the next session, but we'll get that out there. But until then, take care of each other. We'll see you soon.
3: Bye-bye. Aloha.